Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your snackable daily podcast where we talk about everything entertainment every day. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick and I'm Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And I'm Kiris. I work at Mamma Mia's influencer agency called Social Squad and we've got a bit of a doozy for your Monday coming up. On the show today, Kyle Sanderlands has faced backlash after his Virgin Mary joke, but was his apology enough? I'd stepped on the belief of other people and that's where that's what I'd done wrong. And Khloe Kardashian's BFF Malika Hack is having a baby. But what was so unusual about the announcement? I don't think Malika is going to be deleting any comments from that post. If people were criticizing her for announcing it that way or this or that or the other, all engagement helps with reach. But to kick off the show today, actress and Hollywood icon Demi Moore, famous for cult classics like St. Elmo's Fire, G.I. Jane and Ghost, has written a tell-all book called Inside Out. And it is about her life and she did not hold back. You literally could not do the internet last week without seeing her name and revelations from the book, including her tumultuous childhood and marriages to Hollywood A-list actors Bruce Willis and Ashton Kutcher. Laura, let's break down the top three takeaways, starting with her relationship with her mother. Yeah, so this was a huge thread throughout the book, which I sort of devoured last night. Like It's, it's a real page turner and there's a lot more in there than just the headlines that they've pulled out. So um, her mother, who she calls Ginny all the way through the book because she doesn't see her as a mother figure, which I thought was really interesting, was an alcoholic for her entire life, had several suicide attempts. One of her earliest memories she writes as a child is being able to scoop the pills out of her mother's mouth every time she attempted suicide, which is terrible. It's heartbreaking. Um, but there's a scene in the book where she writes about the fact that um, at 15 years old she was raped and it was by a man that her mother had befriended called Val. And she writes about the fact that she came home one day from school and he was just in the house and she doesn't know how he got in there and that's when he sexually assaulted her. And she doesn't know for sure what happened, but he said to her a few weeks later, she writes in the book, and this is all in the opening paragraph, so it's kind of like she gets really to the crux of the darkest parts of her childhood straight away, that he says to her, um, has it feel to be hoard at by your mother for $500, insinuating that he had paid her mother to let him into the house. And she said she's never been able to find out whether that's true or not, but as the relationship with her mother goes on, you tend to think that it is true that that happened. Wow, I can't even imagine that kind of betrayal on that level as a child as well, having to kind of work through that. What I really thought about this book and all the headlines that have come out is I just can't believe how raw and honest she's been and not embar- not that she should be embarrassed to say this, but she hasn't held back. And I almost feel like that really speaks to her as a 90s icon when it was back then, I feel like celebrities were way more open with their lives and the way that they would talk about it. And that's what kind of what I've got out of this book. 
Yeah, and I think that um, there's been a lot of talk in the decades since that that she got married so young because she was only 19 when she married her first husband, Freddie Moore, whose name she kept. So that's why she's yeah. Demi Moore through her marriages. She's always hung on to that as her stage name. And um, yeah, writing about how she had to, she tried to escape her family, her mother and her stepfather, numerous times. There's a scene in the book where she writes about how she tried to get on a plane to run away from them and they tracked her down at an airport and they were very intoxicated and the police got her off the plane and apologised to her saying that she had to go with her parents even though he could see that they were really quite dangerous in a way and so I think when she broke into Hollywood at such a young age and she seemed to have lived this entire life before she was 20 before she got her first big role in St Elmo's Fire is because she'd lived an adult life from the moment she was born pretty much. Yeah definitely well she went on to marry her second husband and father of her three children Bruce Willis in 1987 when she was 25 and he was 36. They met and married and were pregnant within four months. I think this is probably the juiciest of the stories that she's shared just because of how close they've remained since they've divorced and also with their significant others. What did you think? Yeah, these are actually the chapters in the book that I liked the best. And I think because they haven't been picked up as the media, I think that the Ashton Kutcher headlines just are a bit clickier and juicier, but her relationship with Bruce spans so much of the book. It's so interesting to read. So she writes about meeting him at a premiere for his movie one night and she thinks he's a real jerk at first. And then as the night goes on, he starts to just really pay a lot of attention to her and be really sweet to her. And she kind of hadn't seen this before. And then the next morning he calls her and says, what are you doing today? And she's like, I've got to drive out to this tiny house with my poor family, with my crazy aunts and uncles. Like, you don't want to come to that. And he's like, yes, I do. I want to spend time with you. So he drives her two hours out to visit her family. And from then on, they're really inseparable and they have this kind of whirlwind relationship. And then they have this really small um, Las Vegas wedding. But here's the weird part. Their second wedding was thrown for them by the movie studio that they both worked for. What? I know, it's really weird. So they had this tiny wedding and then the studio is like, well, you're two of our biggest stars. We've got to really cash in on this and kind of make you guys into this couple. So they have this wedding for them, but it's actually all these like amazing photos that have come out since then. It was actually on a soundstage at the studio, like where you do a movie set. And they put this staircase onto the studio stage that she could walk down it. Like they were filming a movie, but it was their wedding. And they had all these like celebrities coming to stand in the background and take all these pictures. So it wasn't a real wedding, but it was like set up like that. So they would become a Hollywood couple. Man, the 90s were just such a wild wild time. I just can't imagine being in Hollywood then. Well, possibly the most damning claims in the book are about Ashton Kutcher, as you mentioned before. They are the clickiest headlines. They were married for about eight years. And I had no idea that their relationship was as tumultuous as it was. She was invited by a friend to go to dinner with a group of people and they went to Ashton Kutcher's hotel room first because he had to have a shower or something and she never met him before. So she excused herself from the party. She goes down to the hallway and she's saying goodnight on the phone to her three daughters thinking she's alone. And then she turns around and sees Ashton Kutcher behind her and He's like, what you just said to your daughters was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And then he disappears. And so all of a sudden she's like, I thought he was a boy, but now he's a man. It's actually really cute. And then from then on, they start this relationship where they're just texting every day, talking every day, and then it all becomes public. And that part's really nice. But then after they get married and they fall pregnant and she starts to kind of spiral, not spiral back into alcoholism because of him. See, I think a lot of tabloids are writing about the fact that she's saying all these terrible things about him. When you actually read the book, she talks about him, even when she's talking about the fact that she knows he cheated on her, that he said to her, alcoholism doesn't really exist and I think that you should be able to have a drink, all these things. She still writes about him really well, which I thought was interesting, kind of speaks to their relationship. The worst part is when she writes about um, the miscarriage they suffered 
with their daughter. They'd already named her because I knew she was another girl, Chaplain Ray, and they lost her at six months old, which she writes about just being devastating. And then after that, she kind of falls into this spiral where she says it really damaged her relationship with her three other daughters to the point where one of her daughters writes her a letter and says, like, I'm sorry you lost the baby, but we're still here and we need you. And it's just like heartbreaking stuff. Just gives me chills. I had no idea that she was pregnant. That's another thing that has come out, which I had no idea. And that far along too, I think in the book, there is actually an image of her belly as well. Like when you see the image and because you know, six months is quite far along, but when you have that visual as well, it just would have been so heartbreaking. I think the book just paints a really amazing portrait of a woman who not only lived a really difficult life, but the way she rose up in Hollywood and the book's called Inside Out. It's out now and I would really recommend going and reading it and not just reading the headlines around it. Let's address the elephant in the room and yes, I'm talking about me (laughs) and what I said um, and the comments I made about Virgin Mary. Kiss FM host and shock jock Kyle Sandilin spent the first eight minutes of the Kyle and Jackie O show this morning saying sorry for his comments that sparked a massive national outrage. Just over a week ago, Kyle made an insensitive joke during his breakfast show saying that the Virgin Mary was probably impregnated behind a camel shed and went on to say that the people who believed in the Bible are as dumb as dog shit. The comments prompted people to protest at the front of the Kiss FM radio station last week in Sydney and were condemned by religious leaders around Australia. Laura, what happened today? So there was a lot of hype because this all happened just before um, Kyle and Jackie went off their ratings break, so they weren't actually scheduled to be on air while all these protests and calls for their firing were happening. And actually, Kyle's actually over in his LA home broadcasting the show from there, which a lot of people think he kind of ran away to get away from the backlash. But people from the radio said it was pre-organised, so I guess we won't know. But they kicked off their radio show this morning and they're back on air and the first thing they jumped into was the apology. So Kyle started off by saying, am I going to quit? No. Am I going to get fired? No. Am I sorry? Absolutely, I'm sorry. I never intended to purposely upset anyone. Obviously, I've upset people and I'm sorry for it. There's nothing else I can say, but hey, I'm sorry for that. It's actually the third time he's, first time he's apologised on air, but the third time he's apologised because the radio station released an apology and he also commented to some paparazzi who have been following him around since this all happened, apologising. So, I mean... I think they're probably saying like they're trying to close the door on it, but it seems like the scandal's still going a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he does say a lot of shocking things. I'm not surprised. I think when you bring religion into it, obviously it hits a bit of a deeper chord. But he did mention also that his mobile phone number had been leaked and he had received a bunch of phone calls saying that some people would just call and abuse him, some would have a chat with him. And he said, I actually think it was really sincere, the apology. And I wouldn't often say that about him. But what I think really hit me was when he said that it wasn't until he started taking these calls that he realised he'd stepped on the belief of other people and that was what he'd done wrong. So I think he finally got to that point and really understood at the core of why people were upset and it was a belief thing. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, they're going to stay on air. They're going to keep pushing on. So I guess we'll see what happens next. But I think it's not really going to damage them too much. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Malika. 
Jessica has some very special news. She took to her Instagram to announce she's got a baby and a bag. Get excited. We have another Kardashian-Jenner baby on the way. Khloe Kardashian's best friend and Keeping Up With The Kardashians co-star Malika Hack has announced her pregnancy over the weekend and it was... Hashtag sponsored. Taking to Instagram, Malika announced the happy news via a sponsored Instagram post in partnership with pregnancy test brand Clear Blue. In the pic, Malika is holding up a positive pregnancy test and a big smile with the accompanying captions reading, Thank you at Clear Blue for being a clear and intricate part of the most important test result of my life. 2020, baby. Hashtag Clear Blue confirmed. Hashtag Clear Blue partner. The post has garnered over 840,000 likes in the past 48 hours. Laura, what did you think about this style of pregnancy reveal? I've got to say, I first saw the news, I think it was on Chloe's Insta story. And so I was quite excited because Keeping Up the Kardashians is one of the few reality shows I watch. And I think because Malika has been in this show for so long and she's been like a star in breakout shows and stuff that people know her like she's she is like she's you know, one of a star of the show exactly yeah. so I felt excitement for her I clicked into the post to see Malika's actual announcement and when I read it I was really shocked and I've got to admit this I was a little judgmental at first because I thought to myself I thought you were kind of like a bigger star that you didn't need the money for this and it's almost like you tainted your announcement by taking something that should have been really beautiful and straightforward and putting it with an ad. But I've since just obviously decided that is a terrible way to look at it and she's allowed to make money however she wants. But I was a little shocked at first. Yeah, I think I obviously share the bit of shock, but it's not the first time I've seen it happen. They do partner with a lot of people. If you click through the hashtag, you can see. But I think one of the first one I ever saw was Tamira Maori, who was used to be on that. What was that show? Sister oh, to Sister? Oh, Sister to Sister, yeah. Yeah, so she did one. And then recently, Danielle Brooks from Orange is a New Black. Announced did she? Her, yes. Oh, my so, God. I had no idea. I could see her post her like beautiful pregnant photos and her baby belly and stuff on Instagram, but I didn't realize she'd done a sponsored announcement. Yeah, so that makes me think it must be a good paycheck. And I, I, you know, any however anyone wants to make their money, it's fine. But why not? She, all she had to do was get pregnant and then she was able to do this partnership. Well, I think it was probably a little bit harder than that. I didn't, she was like, I'm going to make a quick dollar. What can I do? Get pregnant. Well, I think it's a kind of a brilliant way to do it. I think it's not hurting anyone. The brand isn't like, it's not skinny tea or anything like that. Yeah, that's so true. It's like a brand, a heritage brand that everyone knows. It's trusted. It is 99.9% <laughs> accurate. Like, I think it's kind of good. No, and I have to obviously checked myself since then. And I don't want to begrudge a woman making money any way she chooses, especially with a baby on the way. You know, that shit's expensive, I assume. But I just think it's still like, I just don't think we see that many, that blatant with the pregnancy announcement. I sort of, in my world anyway, that's a little bit new. So that's why. I was shocked, but you're right. At the end of the day, if that's going to be the way people make money on Instagram now, as long as she did say partner, so it was all above board, then yeah. that's fine. I just um, will let everyone know any pregnancy brand out there when I get my pregnancy You'll in there. You'll be sponsored. You'll I will be gladly sponsor my announcement. Thanks for listening to The Spill today. Remember, if you want to shoot us a topic suggestion, you absolutely can, and you can do it by emailing us at spill at mamamia.com.au. And we have been loving getting your Instagram stories tagging us while you listen, so keep them coming. Hop on Insta. We're at Mamma Mia Entertainment. Remember, while you're listening to the episode, hit subscribe. That way, the episodes go straight into your podcast app every single day. The Spill is produced by Hannah Bowman. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.